Happy Father's Day to all of the fathers present here with us in person and those at home. My father watches every Sunday for obvious reasons, so I would like to wish him a happy Father's Day in Fort Worth, Texas. I love you, Daddy, and I'll call you after church. <laughs> he already has his card and, and his gift, so just hasn't gotten the phone call yet. I do love him so much. Suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. Lazy, conventional preachers love this line because it affords them another opportunity to peddle well-worn platitudes about how God causes suffering to make you a better Christian, to make you more like Jesus, to better prepare you for heaven. But we don't preach lazy, conventional sermons here at St. John's Cathedral, amen? And also that, that it, well, thinking about death too, so much of when people are going through death and when they're suffering, it's easy to, to default, and this is just a pro tip, um, to those old, well-worn platitudes. You know, God only takes God's strongest warriors. I, I saw a meme a few days ago that said, Lord, I am not one of your strongest warriors. <laughs> Do not give me these trials. Um, and, and just some advice, don't tell people that when they're suffering that they're supposed to be going through that or they'll learn something, but we'll talk about that later in the sermon. The suffering or afflictions of which St. Paul speaks is the hardship and injustice that comes with living as residents of the capital of the Roman Empire. Hardship and injustice, suffering, they are contextual. When we recite the Nicene Creed in just a moment, we will use the colorful line that Jesus suffered under Pontius Pilate our own way of acknowledging that God's suffering in Christ takes place in a specific place at a specific time among specific people. When you and I suffer, whether it is being dealt the blows of ill health, fractured relationships, uncertainty about a job or where we're going to live or how we're going to pay the bills, we can sometimes recall exactly the place and time of those specific seasons of affliction. Perhaps I'm only speaking for myself, but when I suffer, I want someone, anyone, to notice. The dean laughed at that earlier when I said that at the eight o'clock. I promise that is not meant to be a funny line. I desire to be seen and heard in my moment of affliction. I want a witness. I do not necessarily want a solution or advice or roadmap. I just want to be seen and heard, and I'm just speaking for myself. 
The desire to have my suffering validated, appreciated, affirmed is a fundamental human desire. Hold my hand while I get my shot. Listen to me moan about being on the phone with Xfinity all day. In Christ, this is what God does. God holds my hand and yours, listens to me and listens to you, sees us, hears us in our suffering. A few weeks ago, I was in Arizona for Brittany Griner's first home game since being released from a Russian penal colony in December. Griner, who was detained by the Russian government for nine months, is said to be possessed now by her ever-present smile. She's photobombing fans and, quote, has an unbothered air about her that is consistent with her personality, end quote. The game, an emotional reunion with the Phoenix Mercury fan base with their star player, was thrilling and dynamic. While standing on my feet with the rest of the Pack Stadium, I wondered how Griner could again play after a grueling trial of exile from her loved ones, her home country, and her profession. In interview after interview, Griner has attributed her survival and return home to the love of her wife, Sherelle, her teammates, and her fans. In her suffering, Griner was seen and heard. And when a star WNBA player or I or you are seen and heard in our time of greatest need, we are given the space to thrive, to be hopeful, to have our character and endurance strengthened, to be ourselves. In his book, Meditations of the Heart, the 20th century mystic Howard Thurman interprets suffering this way in the section entitled, Pain Has a Ministry. Quote, given the fact of pain as a normal part of the experience of life, one may make the pain contribute to the soul, to the life meaning, one may be embittered, ground down by it, but one need not be. The pain of life may teach us to understand life and in our understanding of life, to love life. To love life truly is to be whole in all one's parts and to be whole in all one's parts is to be free and unafraid, end quote. God does not, and let me emphasize this, God does not cause suffering. God does not cause my suffering. God does not cause yours. God does not cause your affliction or mine, my pain or yours. God is our companion through suffering, through affliction, through pain. 
God sees and hears us as we suffer and is there when we're ready to help us excavate meaning buried beneath our pain. And sometimes we're not ready, and that's okay. Suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. St. Paul writes to the Christians in Rome, and we are free to hear our own experiences and resonances in these poetic lines. St. Paul says this with a full throat, because of the suffering, death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. In suffering on the cross, God learns what it's like to suffer, to feel isolated, to feel alone, abandoned. In Jesus' death, God goes to the land of no return, to the point of deepest human denial. In his burial, God goes to the place of permanent rest and separation. In his resurrection, under the veil of darkness, God reverses our assumptions about what is and is not possible when God is on our side. We don't have time this morning to mine the depths of Romans, so I'll give you the Cliff's Notes version. In Jesus Christ, God is with us and for us, setting us free from the power of sin and death through the events of Holy Week, especially his dying one Friday evening, his repose all day Saturday, and his rising to life again early one Sunday morning. This is good news people of God. It is good news that we are more than conquerors, as Paul says in Romans 8 later in the letter, more than victorious through the God who loves us with an unconquerable, unquenchable, and indissoluble love. The crucified and risen Christ who sees and hears us in our suffering, who himself suffers with us, guides our hands and eyes to the scars in his hands and his side and says, me too. Amen.